Um, what up? Hi. We're in the same room. I know. Should we do like um some like some like this? Do we do we feel? I don't know if that sounds like us. Okay. What about? It's a little better. What about? Maybe, maybe this one? No. No. Is this just for when we're together? I don't know. I kind of like the idea of a music bed. I haven't used one in a while. I like this one. Yeah. I mean, I can bring it down and stuff, but... Um, Brandi is in the Adam studio today. Sure am. How are you? Uh, to be honest, I'm tired as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just in um, France. A Francais. Oh, what was going on in France? <laughs> Uh, Cannes Film Festival—the oh. place to be. Well, I guess so. The um, French Riviera. I mean, that's pretty dope. It was sickening. Did yeah. you get to go on a boat? I did get to go on a boat. <sighs> I know it was sick. Yeah. Okay, so why are you at Cannes? Because you're not in a movie right it's now. Can. Why are you at Cannes? Cannes. Um, I'm not in a movie, but it's so. Here's what I, I you know, I've seen pictures of Cannes. I've heard about Cannes. Yeah. Right. I've been to some film festivals. I've been to Sundance. This is unlike anything in the world, but like it's it's a film festival, but more than that, it's like fashion week meets like some fucking award show. Okay. Where everybody comes there and thinks they're hot shit. Yeah. And basically like all these pretty girls just get paid by brands and designers to wear their shit on the red carpet, you know? Yeah. And all these tickets for these movies go for like insane amounts of money that these brands pay for. They buy for talent to go walk the carpet and not even see the movie. Yeah. Like it's wild. And wow. so that's basically what I did is I went with um, a brand, a couple brands that uh, dressed me for one of the premieres. I But I, did, I didn't even get to stay and watch the movie, which is fine. It was a French movie, so I wouldn't have understood it. But yeah, it's such a rat race. And it's it, for me, it was just more like fashion week. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of celebs in Cannes, a lot of money in Cannes, a lot of yachts, yeah. a lot of billionaires. Leo DiCaprio was there. Did you see him? No. no. Not really. It's fine. You know. Well, we, you're too old for him now. I'm way too old for yeah. him. Yeah. We did see yeah. quite a few stunning, beautiful women, definitely probably in their 20s, just on the arms of like old men everywhere. Yeah. So prostitutes. Wild. Pro prostitutes. Wild. Yeah, 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 just everywhere. But it was cool. I've never been to the south of France, so uh, it was nice to be able to like explore a little bit. Unfortunately, we had the shittiest weather of all time. Really, like, it was pouring rain the night I had to walk the carpet, and the whole next day it rained, and so we explored a little bit. But you know, there was no like beach day or anything like that that you kind of think of when you think of south of France. But it was fun. I had a blast, and I actually flew in a little early and met some of my two one two of my best friends. We traveled together a lot. We all went together, so we flew into Rome and spent a few days in Rome, and then took the train up to Milan, spent a few days in Milan, and then took the train to Nice to do Cannes. Um, so I was over there for like a solid ten days, I'd say, and got to have some fun before we worked. And yeah, I'm jet lagged though. Milan was my least favorite really city I ever went to. Oh my in gosh, Europe. I love Milan. Ugh. Everyone was mean. Really? Yeah, rude. Really? Didn't love it. That shocks me. I, I love how quiet it is compared to Rome. It's very quiet, very laid back. A lot of fa fabulous shopping. Yeah. Great food. Well, yeah, the fashion there is... It's unbelievable. It's where it's at. Yeah. So hold on. What, what famous people did you see? <sighs> Adriana Lima stayed in our hotel, so I saw her a bunch. Ooh. 
Um, she's, she's pretty. I, don't, I mean, I'm trying to even. She think. still got it. Yeah, she's beautiful. Because she's she's a Victoria's Secret model from like my era. Yeah, yeah. No, she's beautiful. Honestly, it was so chaotic. Like, I, and like Val and Marta kept saying saying like, "Oh, I saw so and so in the lobby," or "We just passed so and so." And I was like, "How do I not see these things?" Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really bad at noticing people. I, I don't. I think it's just because I put blinders on. And I just like, I don't know when, especially in crowded rooms and stuff, when yeah. it's chaotic, I just like want to get through whatever I'm having to do. Sarah Sampaio was there. Uh, she, I like see her at a lot of events and stuff. She's beautiful. Okay. So you just saw Victoria's Secret models. Uh, that's, I'm telling you, it's just a lot of really pretty girls yeah. that are getting like, especially work, like the things I was doing, you know, I was like at all these parties and events and whatever and carpets and where like everyone's just there to wear to be dressed and, you know, wear the diamonds, all about the jewelry and all these jewelry brands, like, I guess, pay big bucks to buy these tickets so that these girls just like wear their jewelry on the carpet. So what were you wearing? I was wearing uh, an Elisabetta Franchi gown, Laura Blue shoes, and I can't even pronounce the jewelry brand. Okay. There's like three big jewelry brands that like not dress everybody, but I guess put jewels on everyone. It's like Fred, Chopard. And um, this one, Hassanzada Jewelry. I'm probably not saying that right. Hassanzada Jewelry. It's a UK brand. I had on these massive earrings and I was like, I don't want to be responsible for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is terrifying. Yeah. They were huge and a big ring. And I was just so scared I was going to lose it all night. And they didn't make me sign anything. Sometimes really? when you wear expensive jewelry, you have to like sign your life away. Yeah. That says like, if you lose this, you have to pay for it. I, they did not make me do that. I, I, like, I think Sarah lost like a big thing one time. <sighs> like some, some event. That's scary. Should you pay for it? No, because it's insured. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I was terrified. The Martinez Hotel is where everyone gets ready. And then once you're ready, you go downstairs and like get your photo taken and like mm -hmm. all the things. On the top floor of the hotel is where all the showrooms are. And Chopard has a huge suite where people go in and get their photo taken with the jewelry, I guess. I don't even know. And there were 12 security guards outside the Chopard suite at all times. Oh, wow. Hot security guards, too. Really? I was like, there was a couple. I was like, should I give you my number? <laughs> Hotties. But yeah, so that's that was can. I ate a lot of really good pasta and pizza. Had some great coffee. I love the coffee in Europe. Yeah, what was your favorite thing about cans? Just getting to like explore a new place because it's been like since the pandemic, I haven't really gotten to do a whole lot of that, you know, mm -hmm. like before then I love I love to travel so much. So I love getting to go to new places and explore and just be in new cities. And I haven't done a whole lot of that. So it was so refreshing to be in a new place. Like I've done Rome, I've done Milan, and it was great to see those places. But the French Riviera is like, a you know, uncharted territory for me. So getting to explore that and see that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The views are insane. Just all the yachts on the water and. You're driving along the coast. We went to a cute little town called Antibes and mm. had lunch one day. And it was like a very, like very old town where, you know, the streets are like this big and cars can't fit down. And, and like my favorite thing about Europe, give me a ding. You is, have a bell right there. Oh, yeah, my own bell. My right. favorite thing about Europe is the restaurant scene. Like everybody sits outside on the street. Yeah. And so there's like, there'll be restaurants like on every corner with all this outdoor seating and everyone's outside. And it's just this like big social like thing. And it, but it's so laid back and like everyone's just out to like hang out and there's no phones. And like, it's just so wonderful. Like, to, and you're just sitting on the street and cars are just zooming by. And like, it's, I don't know. It's just such a cool atmosphere. It's one of the things that I think I 
that was good that came out of the pandemic, and now it's kind of like rolling back. But I know. Especially uh, in my hometown up in Carmel, when the pandemic happened, they were like, well, you can eat outside. So they made all of these restaurants have, have outside seating, and then it turned yep. into such a Mediterranean yes. You know, European vibe, I and we're like, why don't we just do this all the time? It's so much better. I it's know. just such such good energy when you're just sitting outside and there's just people everywhere, like having good food and wine and talking and laughing. I don't know. I just love the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I don't know if I'll go back, but it was fun. <laughs> You've was done fun. Sundance too. I love Sundance. You do? It's so chill. Really? So chill. And I think too, like it's in the winter, so you don't have to wear gowns and heels. It's much more casual. You're wearing like fur coats and puffers and beanies. And it's just more my vibe, like just more laid back and, and, and stuff. But can, I mean, can is something else. It's really as a girl to go to can like, and just feel like you have to be like dressed and have your makeup done and glam and all the things and your photos taken everywhere. Just photographers everywhere. Just, they don't even care who you are or if you're anybody, they're just snapping photos of everybody at all times, kind of like fashion week. And I don't know, it's very overwhelming. So I, I, not that I, I mean, I do prefer Sundance. It's very fun. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything really to report back on my side. Yeah. What have you been doing? How was your birthday? It was great, but so you probably didn't listen to the episode that we did no. <laughs> last week. Sarah filled in for you. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, she did a great job. And yeah, I was up in Carmel. And okay. so I was also in a very kind of European mm. vibey place, which we you have got to c- I know, come up. Like, it's I know. just crazy. You haven't been up there. It's crazy. Uh, so my birthday was fucking awesome. Great. I will say that. Like we, we did nothing on my actual birthday, mm-hmm. but we celebrated my birthday like a couple days beforehand. And I don't, you know, I don't really care. I went and played Pebble Beach, which is like, it's the best golf courses I've ever played. I birdied my favorite hole. So that's very exciting. You what? Birdied my favorite. Oh, birdied. Yeah, yeah. They said buried. And I was like, <laughs> but I posted about it yesterday and I, I might, might've forgotten to talk about this on the podcast last week, but maybe I did. I can't remember. We went to my favorite little market in Carmel called Nielsen's Market. I've been going there since I was like a little kid because we had a charge account there. <laughs> it's a cute little market that, that makes like amazing sandwiches. They've got like really good wine there. It's just a tiny little upscale market, right? We went there. We've got, a, I, we've got like what I think is like one of the fanciest bottles of wine, Silver Oak. Mm-hmm. And we got a little tin of caviar. We got some plastic cups, some plastic spoons, and we walk down to the beach. And if you've ever been to Carmel, you know. And if you haven't, you you should walk down Ocean Avenue and then go a little bit south, effectively, on the street called Scenic. And we went down to this one place that we always go, which is this just huge kind of like washed up log. And we watched sunset and we drank a bottle of really expensive wine and ate caviar with plastic spoons and watched the sun go down. Posted the video yesterday and I was like, I this is what I want to do every birthday. Like, this is so much better than all the bullshit, like mm-hmm. throwing big parties mm-hmm. and getting all fucked up. I'm now in <laughs> this season of life where I'm like, man, a sunset, a good bottle of wine, <laughs> and some like really fancy shit yeah. is where it's at for me. I, I agree with you. It sounds yeah. nice. It was so and we, and we got drunk. And then we like walked up to a bar and continued to drink. And that was this it was like one of the best birthdays I've ever had. So love that for you. Thank you. I, I love it for me so too. So cute. Um, should we start the show? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you're here, but yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Oh. Let's call her up. Here we go. Where is Bren? Right here. She's here. Yeah. So is it you or me? 
I have no fucking clue. I think it's you because oh, okay. you weren't here last oh, week. Oh, you're right. You're right. Well, yeah. did Sarah get to do the intro? She did. Okay. And she screwed it up in the beginning. Ah. She's, What'd she say? I think she said, go like, listen to it. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you're listening. I was like, nope. You're and like, we're like, not that classy. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, boys and girls. I'm like, nope, no, nope. no. Brandy kiboshed that like episode three. I used to say boys and girls. <laughs> Welcome to you. Remember that? Yeah, you were like, like I don't like that. Uh, anyways, you sounds a little like predatory. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, I realize that. Yeah, now. bros and hoes, way better. Mm-hmm. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy in the same room. All right, guys, airport anxiety—it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing: if you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece though is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part, but other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. We act like this is a big deal and a rare occurrence, but I've been doing this like once a month this I know. year. I've been here every month. I know. It's crazy. I love it. I'll be here next month. You won't, but I will. When will you be here? I'll be here June 11th through the 17th. Dang. Yeah, yeah I won't be here. I won't be here. It's okay, though. Oh, man. Well, keep on coming on out. Keep on coming on. Every time I'm here, my mom and sister just beg me to move here. Why don't you? I'm like, because I don't, I don't want to live here. Yeah, I, don't, well, yeah, I love my home. I love my life at home. But why don't you buy coastal it up? I mean, I pretty much do. That's the thing. And as I'm, I'm like, what, like, what more could you guys possibly want? I'm here every month for like almost a week. They're like, we want you to stay for three weeks. We want you to stay for three months. And I'm like, okay, that's asking too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can't you just be happy with the once a month appearance? I feel I, like that's pretty good. What about like the idea of you come out here during the winter? I mean, that's not a horrible idea. Be a snowbird, dude. Yeah, it's not a horrible idea. I just feel like the weather here is not that great. Yeah, but it's better than Nashville. It is, but like if I'm going to go somewhere, shouldn't I go to like the Bahamas for a few months? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But maybe, yeah, maybe. Just keep on coming out. Keep on coming. Yeah, I am. It's my plan. Just I, keep I on like booking shit out here yeah, that mean, makes you come out here. Yeah, I like the once a month pop in. You yeah. know, it's good. It's good. Yesterday, my mom and sister took me to like a little like like pre-birthday lunch since my birthday is this weekend and I won't be here. Uh, we went to Calamigos Ranch. Have you been there? No. <gasps> is it where it's at? How have you never been there? Calamigos? I feel like you guys would love it. It's in Malibu. Oh. Oh, hello, boo. Um, so the Calamigos Ranch, it's a cute little hotel, but it's, it's a resort. It's not really just a hotel. It's a, it's a resort. And up until recently, it was totally open to the public that you could go and have dinner there, you know, and all the things. But but just just recently, within the past couple of months, they've actually closed it to the public. 
Okay. So you have to have a room at the hotel or a spa appointment or something to be there and use the pool and or go to the restaurant. Uh, they're also opening it up to memberships, which yeah. I, I actually think is really cool. Um, my mom and I have been talking a lot about how like swim clubs used to be a thing when mm -hmm. she was a kid. She was like, yeah, when I was when I was living in Ashland, Kentucky, there were three swim clubs and Missy and I would hop around to all three every single day. And we just were like queens of the swim club. And she was like, it was so fun, like such a fun place. To, you would always see people, you know, there. And, you know, it's just like this social hang. Yeah. I was like, why don't we have those now? I feel like those would like swim clubs would do so well. And so like, this is not that, but it's it's the closest I guess we have we would have now is like to have this membership. And and be able to go and like use the pool and have nice food and like all these things. Um, but it's this place in Malibu, it's off Mulholland and Canaan road. So it's like in the wilderness, you know, of like the Canyon there and the mountains. And it's so beautiful. It's like tucked away, but it's a huge property. And when you're there, like you just, I just don't feel like I'm in LA like at all. And yeah. that's what I love about it. It's like a total escape. Miley booked spa appointments for us, which was so nice. And so we had massages and then we had lunch and the food is phenomenal. And we, we could have laid by the pool, but we didn't bring swimsuits, but it was just such a nice day. And they have like a cute little like pond and there's ducks roaming around and you can get in the little canoe and paddle around the pond. Like it's just so nice. They have tennis courts. My mom's taken up tennis. So she was excited about that. It's just the coolest place, like perfect place for a staycation. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't ever want to make the drive to like Big Sur or something and want to go like have a little like romantic weekend highly recommend it's such a cool place can we go though if you book a room you yeah a room. you book a hotel room or i think you can book spa appointments and then use it as well but um but you can no longer just make a dinner reservation like yeah. you, you used to be able to just go to the restaurant whenever you wanted and they just stopped doing that so which i kind of like so because it used to be the time i've been before it was actually with caitlin bristow and it was packed you know and so i th actually think this is like kind of makes it cooler it's, yeah it was perfect for us yesterday because like nobody else was there during the day like we really almost had the place to ourselves which was great for Miley and then as we started to leave it started to get a bit busier it was a Sunday so I guess like dinner is probably when everybody goes but it's so nice like once it gets dark they have like chandeliers hanging in the trees it's just so such a good vibe so magical so beautiful highly recommend you were talking about swim clubs what you were describing is a country club which those exists That's all like over golf though right it's golf and tennis in a pool and yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. The, and it's an it's event a, space. Yeah. See, like the swim clubs my mom are talking about are like, it's like a less cringy version of the YMCA, I think. Yeah. You I know, what I, I, know mean? What, I know what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, I wish it still existed. And it's like, well, they still do. Yeah. But. I don't want to be part of a country club, yeah. though. I want, I but like, I do want to be a member of a swim club. You can come to my country club. Are there dress codes at country clubs? There are. Fuck that shit. No, I'll tell you what. I, t <laughs> I don't he, want that. Hear me out on this. I kind of like it. We've been stuck inside for so long because of the pandemic. I'm, so I'm starting to do this now where I'm like, I'm not allowed to wear sweats anymore. Oh, I, but I love sweats. I do too. But I'm like, I'm like such a slob, slob, you know, <laughs> kebab over here. And I hate it. So I'm like, the new rule is when I wake up in the morning, I can wear my sweats and have my coffee. But after that, I have to put jeans on or I have to put normal <laughs> clothes on. And that's what I like about like country clubs where you're like, you know, you have to get dressed up. You have to look nice. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> real quick golf thing. Okay. Okay, real quick. Mm -hmm. The PGA Championship was this last week and Brooks Capco won, which I'm like, whatever, because he went over to live and I don't love that. I won't even get into why I don't love that, but whatever. It was a really good tournament, but it was a really good tournament for one reason, one reason only. The PGA Championship is held by the PGA um, Professionals of America. Mm -hmm. 
And so there are two types of ways you can be a professional golfer. You can be one that plays on tour and plays for money. That's the one you know. And then you can also be a PGA professional as if you're a coach, like you are an instructor at a country club. Our club has an instructor. He's a PGA professional. He gets paid to teach golf, right? So this golf tournament is interesting. One, it's a major. And two, it allows for like the top 20 of those instructors to go play. Mm. Okay, so they're, of course, not going to win. They're not as good as the actual professionals. Mm-hmm. They're older and whatever, and it's not their job. But it's a cool way of being like, our country club guys playing in the PGA Champion. This is very cool, right? So this this guy named Michael Block, okay. he coaches out of Mission Viejo. Okay. So not too far from here. Mm-hmm. He plays... And the golf course that they've set up over at Oak Hill in Rochester is like insanely difficult. Like no one's able to score the, the like the actual pros. And this guy, Michael Block, shoots even par the first day. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. And he's like, all I want to do is be the low PGA teacher because you get a trophy for that, right? And he's like, and I want to make the cut. He goes up the second day, shoots 70. So going, so he makes the cut. He's in like eighth place on sat on Saturday. Everyone's like. Eventually, the wheels are going to fall off. Like, this golf course is really hard. He's not a pro, or he's not, like, a touring pro. He goes out on Saturday with Justin Rose, who's ranked, who's tied for third at this point. He shoots 70 again, even par. He's now in the top 10 going into Sunday, and everyone's like, well, this is going to end. Like, there's just no way that this guy can keep it up. But he's in contention, Right. And you have to also understand, like, if he gets top 20, he's going to make $400,000. Holy shit. If he gets top 15, he gets to play in next year's one without having to qualify. Because all he's got to have to go qualify, right? So he starts out with a bogey in the first hole. And you're like, okay, this is the end of it for for this this poor guy. But everyone is fucking, if you watched it, everyone was so behind this guy. The fans were going nuts for this guy who's (laughs) not famous, right? Everyone wanted him to get in the top 15, right? If he gets in the top 15, he gets to play next year without having to qualify and he wins like $400,000. So everyone's like rooting for him to do this. So he gets on 15, which is a par three. Okay. He's playing with Rory McIlroy, arguably the best golfer in the world for the past 15 years. Okay. So, and everyone loves Rory. So Mm -hmm. everyone is loving this group, like going nuts, right? He gets on 15, which is a par three. They cut to it. Jim Nance is like, all right, here's Michael Block. He's on the par three, you know? And this is what happens. If we can dial this trajectory right. He looks very good. Has he got the distance right? I appreciate you making me cry. I'm living a dream. I'm making sure that I enjoy this moment. I've learned that after my 46 years of life. It's not going to get better than this. There's no way. No chance in hell. And cheers to the 29,000 PGA Tour professionals. PGA professionals in the world. It's for you guys. Thank you. He made a hole-in-one on 15. A fucking (laughs) hole-in-one. Rory's like jumping up, hugs him. He's like, why why is Rory McIlroy hugging me? Because he didn't see it go in. But the crowd down there saw it. And Rory McIlroy's hugging him. He's like, yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, did it go in? And Rory's like, it went in. It went in. So now we're like, oh my God. Okay, so that's, the hole in one's effectively an eagle. So now he's like at plus one, right? To make it 15th or better, he has to par the last hole. Mm -hmm. So he hits his first, he hits his drive, I think left or something. Then he hits his second one way off to the left, okay? So he has to get up and down to make par and make and be in the top 15 and get in next year. 
He hits this insanely difficult flop shot, whatever, like a really, like a good chip onto the green. He's got eight feet. This is the on the 18th hole at the PGA. So it's it's a huge grandstand. And everyone knows what this guy needs to do. He has to make this eight-foot putt. And if he does, he gets in the top 15 and motherfucker no, he sinks the putt and the place goes fucking nuts. It was like, it was one of those things that Sarah was watching it too because I like gave her the backstory. This is a movie. Like, this is not real. This is going to be a movie. And he's like such a sweet guy. He's just like, uh, I'm just so happy to be here. Anyways, it was one cutie. of it was one of the most amazing stories I've ever seen in, in sports at all. And like like he was the star. He didn't even win the tournament, and yeah. he was the star. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I Cute. loved it. I love that. It was such a good. It was such a good story. Love a good underdog story, right? Yeah. Sticking with sports. Yeah. Okay. Can we please talk about how fucking amazing it is that the Lakers beat the Warriors? I disagree with that. I'm a Warrior fan. Oh, fuck the Warriors. I could not be more pleased to Why? see the Lakers beat them and move on Ugh. in the finals. LeBron is such a flopster. I love LeBron. Oh, my God. He's such a flop master. I, 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 wanted, I wanted Golden State to Absolutely win. not. They I'm, get to go every year. That's true. Well, it's looking like the Nuggets are going to take them. Yeah. The Nuggets are like 3-0. and I know. So it actually looks like it might be Nuggets. And then I, I'm really um, pushing for the Miami Heat. Not Celtics, huh? No. Kevin Love got the Cavs, let him go from their roster, and then the Miami Heat signed him. I don't know the, the specifics of it, but he plays for the Heat now. And, you know, I love Kevin Love. So I would love to see the Heat play the Nuggets. I think that'd be so fun. Honestly, if, they, if that's how it ends up, I might fly out to Denver for a game. You should hit up Dean because Dean's a big Nuggets I got, guy. I got my own connects uh, in Denver. No. Sure do. No, all right. Well, I'll need Dean. I'm just saying. Well, Dean's just a big fan. <laughs> I don't think yeah. Dean has a connection. If I'm being honest. Okay, got it. Got I'm just it, got saying, it. Dean's a big. Dean might want to go. Okay, yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to hook up Dean over here. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but an Australian OnlyFans model hmm. claimed that her number one fan, who spent thousands of dollars on the site. Mm-hmm. Ended up being her stepdad. Ew. When I first started my website, I had this customer who was my number one customer, bought every single thing that I sent him, and she also had a very specific username on the website. And I had someone view my TikTok page with the exact same username, and underneath that, it said, from your contacts. I narrowed it down to six people, and one of them was my stepdad. I went with my gut feeling and I messaged the website account and I said, I know who this is. And within two minutes, got a text from my stepdad saying, hey, Tay, can we talk? No. Yeah. I mean, at least it's a, it's a stepdad, you know? I mean, how many porns are out there right now about it's, stepdads? But it's not great. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, she says that the man's been in her life since she was 11. It's not good. And when her mom found out, she kicked him to the curb. (gasps) Really? Yeah. Good. Gross, right? Yeah. But also, that's hilarious. Yikes. When I flew over to Italy, I stopped in Charlotte and then went Charlotte to Rome. Mm -hmm. And the Charlotte airport, there is a little, like, convenience shop, like a little snack shop that is a robot store. So I don't, and I don't understand how this works. And honestly, it freaks me out so much because AI is so scary, but you basically like Apple pay, right? You scan your credit card via Apple pay to to enter this little store and then whatever you, and then you just leave. Okay. 
and it charges you for whatever you bought. Yeah, uh, Whole Foods does that now. Okay, but how does it know what you bought if it doesn't if you don't scan anything? Because well, at least at Whole Foods, I believe that like every shelf has like a, you know how in. In hotels, if you take a yes. beer out of the thing, it knows that okay. like weights. But off. there was two other people in the convenience store with me. How do they know what I bought versus what they bought? How? Oh, I think maybe cameras. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a scientist. I don't understand. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Okay, let's talk some fave things, bro. Okay. Are you caught up on Succession? No. <laughs> I mean, we have to talk about it, though. We can talk about it. This last episode, guys, the funeral episode, I knew, I knew Rome was going to crack. I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know it was going to happen the way it did. And everything's kind of falling into place the way that I thought it was going to, that it's going to be like this big circle that, even though I did say I thought Rome was going to, mm -hmm. I think I wanted Rome to be the leader. But I think I always thought that Ken was going to come back to be the head because that's how the show starts. His dad Looks like he's about to die. He's going to take over. Rome going up and, and trying to do that eulogy and then cracking and then and then Ken going up there and absolutely knocking out of the park. He is the guy. What I loved about the end of the episode when he starts, when he goes to Frank, or he goes to the other guy and he's like, I, I need you to be my dog. I need you to do my, my dirty work. Are you down with that? And he goes, woof, woof. And he's like about to cut his siblings out and fuck everybody. This one, that one scene a couple of seasons ago when his dad... He's like, sorry, kid, you're just not a killer. And then you see that episode, and you're like, oh, Ken is a killer now. Like, he's ready to fucking take over. Now, who's what's going to happen with this whole Gojo thing and uh, the, the Mankin situation? Who knows? But it looks like to me that the way it's going to end was how it was about to begin, and that would make the most sense. Mm. Anyways, I love that show so much. This is the last season, yeah? Yeah, and I only think there's a couple episodes left. Damn. Or maybe one episode left. I want to say this real quick, because I know you don't watch it, but I just want to say, like, Ted Lasso has been, like, not doing it for me this last season. Oh, imagine that. But these last two episodes, we're back, baby. We oh, are boy. back to... Ted Lasso always was a show that, like, made me laugh, but then made me cry. And I was mm. like, that's really, really hard for a show to do in every single episode. And they haven't you been- You cry in every episode? Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. And this last season, it hadn't made me cry. But then the whole thing with the guy coming out on the show, I cried like a little baby bitch for that. And it, and we were, I was sitting there, we watched two episodes in a row, and I cried in both of them. And I was like- Okay, Ted Lasso's back. It just took a little bit to like get storyline going, mm -hmm. but oh, I love that show so freaking much. It's such a good show, and I'm going to be so sad when it's gone, but here we go. Eh. I know. Are you watching anything? I didn't watch anything the whole time I was gone, Yeah, but I did on the flight home. I watched a movie called The Sun with mm -hmm. Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern. Have you okay. seen that at all? No. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Let me just tell you guys, it is so sad. So depressing. Is it the son like as in your child or the son like in, as in the... As in your child. Okay. It is just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The acting is phenomenal. I love Hugh Jackman. I love Laura Dern. I actually really loved the other the other girl in the movie that plays Hugh Jackman's wife. Mm -hmm. So Laura Dern's his ex-wife and then he remarries and whoever the actress is that played the, his like second wife is awesome as well. All the acting is amazing, but it is so freaking sad. Usually when movies are sad, there's at least some redeeming 
something somewhere. Nope. Nope. Just sad in sad, start sad, sad the whole time, really depressing, really dark. So unless you just want to be sad, I don't know if I'd watch it unless you just really appreciate great acting and by all means it's phenomenal, but sad as fuck. Peter has built his life with a new partner, Beth and their baby thrown into disarray when his ex-wife Kate turns up with their teenage son, Nicholas, the son. Yeah, so I finally watched Jason Isbell's HBO documentary, Running With Her Eyes Closed, and it is so good. And I say that because I am a, I think Jason Isbell is my favorite musician that's alive right now. Like wow, still making great music. favorite. It's a big... Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've known him now for a long time, and it's really... Well, it's a story of making this most recent record, Reunions. It starts before the pandemic, and he's in the studio with Dave Cobb, who has made so many great records. But I think that it really started with Jason Isbell, and then Dave's now worked with Stapleton, and this won a million Grammys now. It starts with them, like, in the studio making this record, and it's, like, kind of the dichotomy of Jason and his wife Amanda Shires and, like, their relationship in the process of making a record, and then it turns into what happens in the pandemic, mm. making musicians not be able to do the thing that they love to do, which is to go and, and tour and stuff. And he's a recovering alcoholic, so he talks about that a lot getting to this point in his, his life with his sobriety, but like now he's stuck at home and he's fighting with his wife and all this kind of stuff, putting out a record but not being able to tour behind it. And it's just it's just very raw and real and emotional. It's just a nice like look behind the veil of like this guy of whom I, like, I love all his music. And I never realized how much his music was really him. I always, you know, a lot of musicians, like I'm sure, sure you and your father and your sisters can attest, like other people write music for you and it's not really, you You write like, it's not really about you. Mm -hmm. A lot of his music is really about him and yeah. I didn't know that and I think that's why it resonates with me so much because you can feel like the emotion behind it. Anyways, Running With Our Eyes Closed on HBO is just very, very good if you're like into music and stuff. And the way that he makes records is very, very unique. So he has the song like written in on his electric on on his acoustic guitar, right? And he goes into the studio. His piano player's there. His lead guitar player's there. His wife's there. Dave Cobb, the producer's there, and he plays for them the song. So he hasn't sent them the music or the demo because I guess Dave does not believe in making demos. Hmm. So he plays for them the song, and. So they're all listening to it, like doing like the Nashville numbers chart and like charting it all out. And then they go straight into making the song. And because he has this whole theory of like, once you learn a song, then you're just trying to recreate the thing that you heard the first time. But if you go into the studio and you're doing it as you're learning, you're creating and, and it, you're making this thing in real time. And I was like, that's fucking ballsy. And also you probably have a lot of money to be able to do that, to afford a studio session where like you can make mistakes and stuff. Yep. But I thought that was really cool. Like what an interesting way to like go and make music, you know? Everyone should go watch that. I'll you should watch it yeah, too. I love you, him. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's the best. I'll definitely watch that. I knew him in the drive-by truckers like way back in the day. And so there's a lot of stuff with Patterson Hood, the old lead singer of it. And they talk about like them kicking him out of the band. And, you know, can you imagine kicking no. that guy out of your band? And that's like how bad it got. Yeah. Uh, so that's really great. You know, I want to throw do a throwback fave thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I put on Pearl Harbor last night. <laughs> Is this because of TikTok? 
No. Oh, okay. But when I'm going to bed, I want to watch stuff that like I know what's going to happen and like I I can allow myself to like drift okay. off to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I put on Pearl Harbor and she kind of like chastised me. She's like, really? Poor Pearl Harbor? And I was like, I like Pearl Harbor. And she's like, really? It's like a love story. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like fighter pilots and, right. you know, explosions, and Michael <laughs> Bay and everything. And I put it on. Can I just say, that movie is so good. It's so good. It, is, it was. It was great. It still is. Is it still? Okay. Yeah. First of all, Kate Beckinsale, so hot. Yeah. I mean, she still is. Yeah. It's funny. If you go watch it, the way they light her. She's angelic the entire time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they really light her. It's almost like an old school Hollywood Mm -hmm. lighting, but just for her. Interesting. Dude, the cast of this movie was insane. Ben Affleck. This was a huge movie. Yeah, I get it. But like Ben Affleck, Kate Beckinsale, Josh Hartnett, Mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin, Mm -hmm. James King, Jennifer Garner, John Voight. Cuba Gooding Jr., Michael Shannon. Like, it's ridiculous. We were watching, I was like, oh, I forgot Michael Shannon's in this, you know? Anyways, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the biggest movies of its time, I feel. It's great. Yeah. Subconsciously, I think I did this because of Jennifer Garner. Mm. Because we've been, we finally finished The Last Thing You Told Me. Did you like it? I never, I never. Here's the thing. I, and I told you this a couple episodes ago where I was like, I didn't love the book. Mm. I kind of had forgotten how it ended. And it ends similar to the book. Mm-hmm. And I hated the ending. Mm. The twist happens in the middle, really. Yeah. And so, I never got past episode two or three. Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. It's fine. But then after we watched Pearl Harbor, Sarah was like, I want to watch Armageddon. Mm. That movie slaps. Well, it was... <laughs> of course it does. I know, but like... <laughs> You're too funny. Yeah, I want to watch Armageddon. Go watch Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it's so good. One last thing, just because, especially because I had a lot of wife tears in my DMs telling me that I had to catch up and watch the season finale of Grey's Anatomy. Okay. The wife tears, you know, they never let me down. You guys were right. I loved the season finale. The only thing that I'm frustrated about is like, I just really don't know who they're going to get to bring back for the next season. So as wonderful as the ending was, I'm like, all right. But now it leaves us wanting more. And like, I just don't know that a lot of these characters are going to come back. Yeah. Um, But it's good. I actually really think they've done well, like kind of recreating Grey's a little bit after losing so much of the original cast and some of these actors we know and love for, for so long. Like they've got this group of interns, you know, new faces, new new actors that have come in. Like a lot of the storylines are about them and they've done a good job of like developing those storylines, kind of like OG Grey's Anatomy in the very beginning. Yeah. It was about that group of interns, you know. I think they've done a good job of that and there are some great storylines story happening still that I will keep watching probably no matter what. Ellen Pompeo hasn't really been in this season at all except voiceover. She's been narrating the whole season. She was in the finale, but I just don't know if they're going to get her back. I do still love the storyline of Maggie and Winston. They frustrate the hell out of me because I'm like, why can't you guys just fucking figure it out? But at the same time, like I kind of love, you know, the chaoticness of the storyline or whatever. So anyway, I I still love Grey's. Uh, The Wife Tears do too. I know they watch it because they all DM me about it. So um, thank you guys for for telling me I needed to catch up and hurry up and watch that because that's the first thing I did when I got home yesterday. Okay. Yeah. We watched a rom-com oh. called Robots. That's a rom-com? Yeah. Huh. With Shailene Woodley. Oh, I love her. And is this new? Yeah. Huh. And Jack Whitehall. Okay. Charles is a womanizer while Elaine is a gold digger. The duo learn humanity when forced to team up and pursue robot doubles of themselves. Mm. Robots. Oh, we rented it. 
it takes place in the future where like robots exist. These two people have robot doubles of themselves, which is deemed illegal in the United States, but they have like black market robots. You know, the guy has his robot like go to work for him while he stays home and plays video games. And he also has his robot go and hit on women and go on dates with them until he like convinces so the robot convinces the girl to sleep with him. Genius. And then it's genius. <laughs> and then the next date, the real guy goes and uh-huh. does some deep right? Wow. Shailene Woodley is doing the exact same thing, except she's going on dates with people and getting them to buy her jewelry and bags and all oh. this kind of stuff. Has the robot sleep with mm. the guys. Hilarious. So of course, then they meet up. And what ends up happening is that the robot, his robot, and her robot fall in love. Ah. And they wreak havoc, and it's these two people who have to come together who've realized that they are both kind of shitty people, and they have to kind of stop their robot doubles or they're going to get in trouble, they're mm-hmm. going to go to jail, and all this kind of stuff. It's pretty great. It's cute. It's okay. it's very good. It's funny. They made Shailene Woodley like kind of like a bombshell. Mm-hmm. In this, which Interesting. I think she, I think she's always been pretty, but like yeah. I've, I've never thought of her as like very a very girl next door. Yeah, yeah. But they've got her being kind of like Pamela Andersony, wow, okay. you know, or like Jen, Jenny McCarthy. Like I'm just trying to think of like mm-hmm. Megan Foxy, you mm-hmm. know, which it works. She's beautiful. Interesting. But yeah, it's good. Anyways, robots, go check it out. Okay. You keep looking at your phone. Do you need to go? No, Miley keeps texting me. Okay. <sighs> It's on Do Not Disturb, which means she's hitting notify anyway, which yeah. is really yeah, that's, that's amazing. Well, speaking of Miley, I've got something for her. Okay. Because I know that she loves a good documentary. She does. Have you watched I Just Killed My Dad? No. Oh, man. It's on, I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Anthony Temple shot his father and never denied it. But why he did it is a complex question with profound implications. Explore Anthony's psyche prior to the events of June 3rd, 2019, and the journey of his mental and emotional aftermath. I just killed my dad. It's insane. Damn. I don't want to ruin it. Don't ruin it. I I won't ruin it. it. But it's one of those things where you, in the first episode, you have one opinion of, of this whole thing. And at the end, you have a completely different opinion of the whole thing. And that's such great storytelling because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this. And then uh, at the end, I was like, ah, that. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm dinging for I yeah. just killed my dad. Well, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's well done. <laughs> that's all I can say. Got it. Are you still watching Silo? Did you ever? Yes. Okay, I just downloaded that for my flight home tomorrow. Oh, you're so. going to love it. Okay, great. The first two episodes are bangers. Okay, great. And then uh, the th- I thought the third was kind of slow. I think I think we've watched a fourth and the fourth picked up. Okay. Yeah, um, there's only like five out, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five or six max. Silo's okay. great. Okay. It's well done. Great. Love that. I've got one last thing. Okay. So it's funny. I used to do, on my radio shows back in the day, we used to do... I used to read Misconnections. Oh, I love those. Right? Yeah. And I, I got so into it that I used to, all of our in- interns at the at Lightning were Belmont kids. They're all musicians. So I made them all start a band, mm-hmm. the Misconnections band. Mm-hmm. And I would read Misconnections on air, and then I would make the interns go write a song about it. Mm-hmm. And it was such a popular bit on my morning show that they end up having like five or six pretty fucking funny songs that we put on a concert 
that's sold out. You're kidding. I swear to God. Anyways, this misconnection came in the other day. Oh, I saw where do you, it. Where do you see misconnections these days? Well, this is like on Instagram I found it. Okay. But it was so funny mm. that I was like, we've got to read this. Misconnections. Subject line. You farted in Kroger yesterday. Wow. Midtown, age 31. You were the tall brunette with the near perfect body that farted in the bread section last night. I was the tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, Is that you? You quickly replied, No, it wasn't me. You almost seemed insulted, I would ask. As the stink grew, you continued to deny your flatulence. But it was evident. I tried to get rid of the stench by waving two loaves of ciabatta bread. You proceeded to storm off in an angry manner. You're beautiful. And even if you are a liar and fart like a Clydesdale, I'd love to meet up. <laughs> this can't be real. I don't know. But it's not. I hope it is. <laughs> I hope they. I hope they got together and they're married. <laughs> Why are you crying? Oh I my cannot. God. I love. I love the. My favorite part is the. I tried to get rid of the stench by waving two loaves of ciabatta bread. It's fucking insane. <laughs> like it's not real. <laughs> oh, oh, so good. God. So um. Good. Well, speaking of misconnections, not yeah. that it's the same. Did I ever tell you guys about? I feel like maybe I did. There's these Facebook groups called our uh are we are we dating the same guy or something have, oh, I, okay. have I told you about this no what have i not mm -mm. okay let me just make sure i'm saying it right so there's these groups yeah i truly think they have one for every city okay um called are we dating the same guy yeah and i can't divulge too much because one of the rules of being part of this group is your anonymity discretion i get yeah exactly is so that's what so but here it's kind of genius and it's funny because like for the longest time i've always joked and been like there needs to be an app where women can review men so that when you start dating somebody you can go on and see what he's done to other women you know before you get to invest it or whatever this is kind of that okay so it's it's these groups where women post photos of the men that they just started dating and just say like any tea ladies or like spill the tea like you know, anybody else seeing this guy and all these girls are in these groups. Every single post has like 300 or more comments of women that have something to say about these men. It is wild. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen one good thing said about anyone that's ever been posted. Yeah. And a lot of them are like, oh, I'm married to him or, oh, we just got divorced or, you know, I'm seeing him too. Or, oh, he just got out of jail. Like it is juicy. Okay. It is better than any reality show I've ever watched. Ooh. Like if I'm ever sitting around, have some time to kill, bored, you know, a little bored, need to scroll. I read through. Are we dating the same guy? Okay. It is good. So do you have one for us? No, I can't read them. Why not? Because that's I'll get kicked out of the group. Oh, yeah, you can't. That's the whole thing is it because if you start telling about it and these guys find out they're on these groups, then mm. you know what I mean. Then then it kind of like loses its essence. Of yeah, but you could read some. No, and I can't you won't do. Say, I can't betray the group like that. Wow, look at you! I can't betray the group like that. 
is good though. Highly recommend. And honestly, I don't date in Nashville, but if I did, mm-hmm. you best believe I'd be posting my men in that group to yeah. see what kind of fucking shit they've been up to. Are you dating anyone these days? No. Well, you hear that, guys? She's single. Yeah, my mother so kindly posted something like oh, single did? and ready to mingle. Oh man. Like that's how amazing. embarrassing. Single, but not ready to mingle. You know what? I'm doing just fine. Yeah. You're doing great, kid. I'm doing great. I have a song. Okay. I've played this guy before. His name's Josiah. Well, the band's called Josiah and the Bonnevilles. Mm-hmm. He's a Nashville guy. And I think he was on American Idol. And he did a cover of a Justin Bieber song that I played that I really liked. Yep. He just sold out three nights at Third and Lindsley where we do National Sunday Night, that, that live show. And I think one of them is the National Sunday Night show. And now he's going on tour with, wait for it, Noah Kahn. Ooh. Yeah. Anyways, he's got some new music out. And this is a song called Basic Channels, which is, it's great. Cool. So this is uh, Josiah and the Bonnevilles. Settling down real early in the evening. Hot twin-sized mattress in the middle of a snowstorm. Stealing them covers and keeping each other warm. Loving on you till we both go six feet Ain't got much, but we're living that big dream It's you and me and the basic channels Got full of weeds and some beat up flannels Little house out of town, hunkered down to the highs and lows When the sky comes down, baby, I'm gonna hold you close It's you and me and the basic channels Josiah and the Bonnevilles, basic channels Love it Good, right? Mm. I have a vibe, I know. I have a vibe. I mean, you know, you, you know, sure you know what I like. What do you got coming up? A lot. Yeah? Got a lot coming up. Memorial Day weekend this weekend. Always a fun holiday. I'll be oh, yeah. DJing in Tampa, Florida on Saturday the 27th. Nice. Uh, at a nice little day club called Water. If you're in Tampa or in the area, come party with me. My birthday is the day before, so I'll be celebrating. Ooh. It'll be a fun weekend. And then the following weekend, I will be in New York City playing on June 2nd at Somewhere Nowhere, which is where I have my residency. And then the next night, I'll be playing in Nashville at Layer Cake down on Broadway. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of shows. I'm actually freaking booked. Like I have shows every weekend, so I'll keep you guys up to date on what's going on. But those are the upcoming shows. It's good. Yeah. You know, someone's got to pay the bills. Yeah. 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 This is my last week basically before I go off to Mexico Mm -hmm. to do BIP nine. I want to come visit. Come on. I'll look at flights. Oh, we're doing a crawfish boil at my house. Oh, you love those. I do love those. Mm. So we're going to do that. Cute. And that's basically it. So yeah, um, thanks for coming to the house. I love coming over. It's great. I get to see Boo. I know. I mean, she... Sometimes I get to see Sarah. We'll see if I see her on the way out. Yeah. All right. Well, I have tears. We're out of here. Out of here. All right. Later. Bye. It's you and me and the basic channels. All we need are the basic channels. You and me and the basic. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.